podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome everyone to the Streakers Podcast. We are the ones that got away. I am Mason Migliera. That is Patrick Previty. I hope everyone is having themselves a fantastic week so far. Uh, I've had a pretty busy one, I'd say. Started a new job. That's been pretty good. Um, finally getting back into it, which is nice. Making money is important, man. This college stuff is just, it's not for the week. I'll tell you that much. Um But yeah, football, we just wrapped up with the divisional round. We'll get into that. We'll talk about a little bit of basketball as well uh, because we'll have a little bit more time today because, you know, there's only two games that we got to preview this upcoming week. But Patrick, what's up with you, man? I've been doing good. I got a new job as well. Um, Doing a lot more sports betting uh, for the most part. You know, Rudy Gobert is a PRA king. Uh, points, rebounds, assists. He just racks them up. He had 19 points, 16 boards, and assist and an assist last night uh, against the Wizards. They just dominated them, and that was go. that was nice to see. You know, love to see that. Yeah, I'd be on that sports betting too. I can't be affording to lose too much, so you know, I just go on Prize Picks and do you know the Flex Friday and everything. Uh, so you know, it's risk free, but uh, I gotta win something big one day. I gotta win something. Uh, but yeah. we'll get there eventually. We'll get there eventually. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some football, man. Uh, how our weeks, I guess, I think I went two and two overall on the week. I had the, the Bills winning and I had um, the Texans winning and both of them lost. But then the, oh my gosh, the Lions did end up winning. Rip to your Buccaneers. And then, oh my God, I'm blanking on the other game. Uh oh, the Packers lose to the 49ers. Yeah, that one was kind of predicted, but that was a that was still a very good game. Um, I guess we can start off with the with the game of the week, I would say. Probably the Chiefs and the Bills. That was a very uh entertaining game. And Patrick Mahomes was able to go into Buffalo and beat the Bills. That was unexpected on on in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we both picked the Bills. I think it was the time where we wanted to say like the corner was turning a little bit, not like the chiefs like dynasty quote unquote was over or anything like that. But, you know, we wanted to give the bills uh, the benefit of the doubt, you know, they had earned this home field advantage. They had been on a run. They were one of the hottest teams of football and the chiefs just kind of came in there and they didn't get stopped like one time for most of the game or for, I think the entire game on offense, they had the, uh, fumble through the end zone, which was obviously a touchback and went back to the Bills. I believe that was the first true stop that the Bills defense made the entire game. Before that, it was just the time ran out in the first half. Um, end of half, yeah. And they Touch just down. literally had scored on every single drive. So that was shocking. And then I think just in general, maybe we should have never doubted Patrick Mahomes in a sense. Maybe we should just ride him till the wheels fall off. Kind of like I remember when the Patriots had Brady and Belichick I was just, I never wanted to bet against them. You know, I never wanted to put my cards for my chips on the other team. Uh, maybe we should have listened to that more in all honesty. I mean, I don't know where the bills go from here. They have a lot of cap uh, issues. That was the only game that I was wrong on over the weekend. I had said like, I thought that the Packers were going to cover against the Niners. They did cover. I mean, I didn't really expect the, them to win, but they almost won that game. That game was way closer they did. than I thought it would have been. And then, uh, I picked the Lions, quote unquote, picked the Lions. That was that was good to watch the Bucks really compete in the divisional round, and um, and then I thought that the Ravens were going to beat the Texans, but I liked your uh, going out on a limb pick and like seeing them. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. they're making making my way back to the Bills Chiefs. Um, do you re- do you think? And I'm just throwing this out there because I thought that this was a really good question. 
and you could talk about the game and how much you've and what your other takeaways were. But do you think that Josh Allen is truly ever going to make it to the Super Bowl? There's a I lot. He, I think he can. He has the ability to. It, I, I don't know what the issue is. I mean, in this game, his numbers are nothing outstanding. I mean, 26 to 39, 186 yards, one touchdown, no turnovers, no interceptions. The thing, he, he still, and he ran the ball well. He had 12 carries, 72 yards, two touchdowns himself. Um, I think he's capable of getting there. I just, I, I don't know. I don't see why he can't. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, listen, what he's done in his short career, I guess, it's only been, what, seven years, eight years, something like that. Um, Patrick Mahomes is entering territory of top five all time. That's where he's entering. And Josh Allen is just, unfortunately, having to go up against it. And maybe they just need a better offensive line. I, I don't really know what, what it is that this Bills team needs. Because, um, again, they're still really, really good. Like, when you look at the number, when you look at on paper, I think the Bills are better than the Chiefs. I really do. But I, I guess, you know, when you get into the playoffs, it's just different. Patrick Mahomes is just different. I didn't think that this year was going to be the year for the Chiefs at all. I thought that this is kind of where it's like, okay, they take a step down and they're going to be a little bit of a tougher, uh, they're going to have a tougher time. But when it's the playoffs and the lights are the brightest, man, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, this entire Kansas City Chiefs team just flips a switch and they are just a crazy. They're just so much better um, in the playoffs. So I guess this is where their regular season really begins. They just kind of go through the, through the regular season as is um, and just kind of are on autopilot probably for the most part. They have six losses in there, but when the playoffs come, man, they are just full on ready to go and always prepared. But again, talk, going back to Josh Allen here, I don't see why he can't win a Super Bowl. He is uber talented. He's got the arm strength. He's got the legs for it. And I think he has a good team for it. James Cook is a great uh, running back. Is he a top 15 in the league? Maybe. Probably not. He's probably more top 20, but maybe not top 15. But when you have Josh Allen's legs, like you don't necessarily need a top running back. And then he's got wide receivers. Maybe he just needs a better number two. I, I think Diggs is a great number one. Uh, he was a little bit bottled up in this game. Only three catches for 21 yards. But, I mean, Kincaid and Knox is a good one-two uh, for tight end. Uh, and then you got Diggs. Cooks can catch out of the backfield as well. I guess their number two was Shakir, and he's not really a number two right now. So that could be their biggest thing. Um, just needing another weapon on offense at the wide receiver position. Um because their defense, I mean, only giving up 27 points to the Chiefs is very impressive. Although they only got one, two true stops, with one being the unfortunate fumble uh, on the goal line, and then one punt before the end of the game. I think Josh Allen has the capability to win a Super Bowl. I just don't understand why he hasn't been able to do it yet with Buffalo, because this team is still extremely talented. And I guess this kind of 
is I think this was their last shot right now. Uh, because as you said, the cap is there well over it. Josh Allen is expected to make, I think, like close to 50 million next year. Um, so I don't know what's going to go on in Buffalo, but I think that that window is probably now closed and they're going to have to, uh, kind of not clean house, but there's going to be some, uh, changes that are definitely going to be made. Do you think Sean McDermott still has a job there? Um, honestly, I think that Sean McDermott might be in a very similar position as Mike McCarthy, where I was arguing that you should fire Mike McCarthy. And I kind of have to say, like, to not be a hypocrite that you might need to have fired Sean McDermott. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it would already happen now. But I think that when you're looking at the bills and how everything is, is structured, they don't have any cap space. They're in cap hell. And Josh Allen is obviously not somebody who you want to go anywhere else but Buffalo. So that leaves the biggest thing that you could do to the roster is maybe change the coach. And I probably would do it. Um, I don't really think it's too much of his fault necessarily from whatever I saw against the Chiefs. It did look like, you know, a couple of things would have went their way and they would have won that game. You know, you said Stephon Diggs didn't have a great game. He was had, what, three receptions for 21 yards. I mean, he dropped that one long, long pass. And, like, that could have been caught. Obviously, that could have been a touchdown potentially. Um, but it just didn't turn into anything. And I believe that was the drive that they didn't score on. Um, so that among other things, Shakir, you know, you said it, um, he was kind of their number two, uh, during the playoff game. And I would say that that is dangerous territory. He's not that good in my opinion to really handle that sort of workload. And he also got injured and somehow rose from the dead to come back in and make a play. Um, he definitely got rocked pretty hard. There was some, there was a, some chatter just about like that concussion test anyway, but um, I would say like for the bills, you probably will want a different voice in the house, especially if you got players like maybe potentially Stephon Diggs who are getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Uh, it, it would be, again, I think Sean McDermott has done a fine job. It's just, he hasn't even been able to get over that hump. And I guess we do have to talk about it. The missed kick that kind of changed the entire game there. Tyler Bass, he's been one of the best kickers in the NFL for a couple of years now. Um, Those elements were still very tough. It was very cold. Uh, I'm sure it was super windy as well. I don't, I'm not putting that on him. Um, You know, the whole team could have done something different. They still could have scored. Diggs could have caught that ball, that deep shot. There were multiple deep shots that were taken. I think one to Diggs, and then I think two of them to Trent Shurfield that both, all three were dropped. Um, so all three of those things could have turned the game around. Uh, you can't blame the kicker, man. Uh, he And death threats were sent to him. That's absolutely absurd. It's literally just a game. Like, at the end of the day, these are people, too. They're just playing a game. And it's not like you don't need to be sending the dude death threats. Um, but, you know, shit like that's going to happen. And it sucks when it does. But it is going to happen. So I'm not blaming Tyler Bass at all for that. It just it sucks. Someone has to be blamed. And who knows? Even if he makes that kick, who knows if they go on to win the game? Because all it would have done was tie it. So then we would have had another overtime situation. That could have been 
Crazy. Yeah, that could have been a mess. I mean, I agree. I, I don't like to blame the kicker at all. Like, I, I think you what you're saying about the weather conditions is right. I mean, it just kind of hooked, and it just it just is what it is. Like, it's just I think Bills fans maybe were more sensitive because of the wide right call more than anything else, and they just brought back flashbacks. And you want to just go straight on and blame the kicker. But this team, this team had a lot of opportunities though. Despite not being able to get a stop on defense, they did get bailed out after the crazy Demar Hamlin punt um fake punt call like that was absurd that I mean I almost want to think that if the Chiefs didn't fumble it through the end zone on the next possession that Sean McDermott would have already been fired I don't know who who made that play call or who made that decision but that would have been one of the all-time bad uh playoff calls if it had not been overshadowed by the next uh drive being a Kansas City fumble and then on top of that you have the kick and the other storylines that that are are with it I will say I mentioned Peyton Manning um, for Lamar Jackson a little bit last week when we previewed these games. And Lamar Jackson seems to have gotten that monkey a bit off of his back. You know, now we're in the uh, AFC Championship game with the Ravens, and I believe they're favored. So a little bit of a different outlook that we're going to have on his two MVPs and, you know, no rings or, you know, not a ton of playoff success. A different outlook because things are still on the up. But when it comes to this Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, this does remind me a lot of the like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning at the very beginning. Um, and I'm interested in what you think about this, if you really think this is a fair comparison. But I believe Josh Allen is 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. But the actual total for the series is, is 4-3 to in Mahomes' favor. Mm-hmm. So Josh Allen has gotten some wins in the regular season. You know what I mean? It's not like they're seeing ghosts or this is like some sort of demonry that the Bills cannot handle. You know, they've gotten some wins. And and earlier this year when they started their run, they needed to beat the Chiefs and they were able to get it done. Um, And they would certainly have not been in this position now if they hadn't won that game. So I do think that like this team is capable of getting over the Chiefs. I think this year really stings because people respect Baltimore, but – they do overlook them maybe in a sense when we, when we play the what if game um, uh, for whatever reason, because we've said this, we've said this for like maybe since the middle of the season, definitely since the 49ers game, this team is legit, but for some reason the Ravens are kind of looked over and then, you know, they had their way with the dolphins, the bills did. And the Bengals are out of the playoffs this year. And I think that a lot of people thought that the, the road was open. They thought, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes coming in on a true road playoff game, was going to be a, a difference maker or whatever for the Bills and really give them the edge, and it just didn't. So I think that there's a little bit of, like, lost faith. But, you know, Peyton had to get over the hump too. And I, I really do truly believe, like, that is a thing. If they can run this team back, maybe with some slight improvements, um, good drafting, I think that's where they're going to have to improve. It's just better draft. But I'm interested to see what you think about that take because some people think now, truthfully – that there was just no way that he's going to win the Super Bowl. I know you said like he can win and get there, but do you like that comparison? Because Peyton Manning, this it would be now. It would be like next year he would get over this hump. No, I, I, I the comparison is fair. The comparison I think uh, makes a ton of sense. There are two very elite quarterbacks. One of them uh, has got Super Bowls. Uh, a legendary coach as well behind him, um, and a great team around him. The other one has a great team uh, a, a good team and he's a going to be a very legendary quarterback i think uh at the end of everything and i can see him winning 
at least one Super Bowl, Josh Allen. I see him winning at least one, if not two. Uh, will it be with the Bills? I don't know. Uh, I, I say maybe about year 10, if they have a 1-1, then he might go switch and go somewhere else, wherever. Who knows where we'll be in a couple of years? Like, who's going to need that quarterback? Who's going to need a whatever? So I'm not even going to predict, like, where he would be going. But, um, you know, I would say by year 10, if he hasn't won it in Buffalo, he might uh, do, like, a Matthew Stafford type thing and uh, go somewhere that's, like, all you need is a quarterback. Everything else is set. And then I guess go into the part of the bills where they just need to draft better. That's very fair. Um, granted, they've been in the playoffs and they've been relatively deep in the playoffs every year. So they don't have that like really top draft pick. Um, but you gotta, you know, work with what you got. Either you trade a bunch to get a higher, higher draft pick, or you just draft really well where you're at in the mid to late twenties. And, you work with what you got. So we will see what happens with uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills uh, over the coming weeks. But we got to talk about the Chiefs and their opponent this week. We got the uh, Baltimore Ravens. They kind of took care of business at home against the Texans. I don't think there's very much to talk about here. I think the biggest thing for me was the fact that uh, Mark Andrews did not go. Uh, I thought that was very shocking. I thought he was going to play, but he ended up not playing. Uh, didn't look like any rust uh, at all for the Baltimore Ravens. They were kind of in control this entire game. They uh, they did go into the into halftime tied, so it was like, oh shit, like we gotta take this a little seriously. And uh, they ended up the defense didn't give up any points. Uh, C.J. Stroud and and the Texans, you know, they gave a they put up a good fight. They had a great season, exceeded expectations immensely. Um, but this Baltimore Ravens team was just a little bit uh, too much for them, I think. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this Baltimore Ravens team, I think, is probably, I think they're probably the Super Bowl favorites right now among the four teams that are still left. And you're right. I think they just they just kind of outclassed the Texans. Uh, the Texans were a good story, but similar to maybe what would have happened with the Bucks versus potentially like the Chiefs or the Niners or something like that, or even the Bills. A team that was really fully equipped with a super high ceiling uh, would have done the same thing um, to them. So I'm not really faulting the Texans too much. Um, and and respect the Lions. They have a high ceiling too. Just some of these other teams feel like they can get to another gear. Um, but yeah, for the Ravens, uh, as far as Ravens Chiefs goes, I, I think I'm going to go with the Ravens in all honesty. I know I just said earlier, want to – don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes, you know, not going to be on the, on the wrong side of history, not going to be on the other side of that. Um, but I, I do think that the Ravens just have something different about them, have that extra gear that I think really entices me. And the chiefs couldn't really stop the run against Josh Allen. Um, they overall, I think there was some chat. There was some chatter about how the bills, the run game kind of slowed down as the game progressed. But for the most part, Josh Allen had, uh, 72 rush yards on 12 carries, and I just don't see the Chiefs stopping Lamar Jackson if they can't stop Josh Allen like that, you know? And I know Lamar Jackson is more of a finesse runner and different type of running style than Josh Allen, but if I'm the Chiefs, I'm I'm worried about that. I mean, obviously you need a QB spy, but I just think that the Ravens match up well too on top of just having such a great resume that I can't deny. I do think that the the Ravens do match up well against the Chiefs. I 
I, listen, I've doubted the Chiefs, I think, the entire playoffs. Obviously, I doubted them against the Dolphins, but that was like just, you know, the fandom in me. Um, and then I really thought that the Bills were going to be able to to take them out. Man, with Patrick Mahomes, what he's able to do in the playoffs, man, I just uh, – I have such a hard time going against him right now. No, I, mean, I feel that. I feel that. Like, I'm in the same boat. Like, I almost don't want to pick the, the Ravens, but I just uh, cannot ignore the the big wins that they've gotten this year, This everything that they put on tape. I mean – the Dolph, uh, the Dolphins played the Chiefs tough, but that was still the ga- a game that the Chiefs led the whole way. Still their mm-hmm. ball game, but the Bills did show. I thought that they were beatable, and I think with a more competent defense, a healthier defense, I think that you truly can stop the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs' defense is really also where it comes down to, mm-hmm. and they didn't really control everything that the Bills did, um, and I thought that, that was interesting. And I believe that was the first game that the Chiefs had won this entire year where the other team scored uh, more than 20 points. They had previously been 0 for 4 um, with that mark. And they've also never given up more than 30 points in a game the entire year. I do think that like the Ravens are a team that can break both of those stats. I think so, too. I, I'm i just trying to think. I guess with Mark Andrews back, that's going to help for sure because he will be back. Uh, you know, the the Ravens do have a very elite defense. I don't know if you saw the quote Patrick uh, Patrick Queen said uh, when asked about going up against an elite quarterback like jo- uh, not Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. He said, "Yeah, he's good. He's a good quarterback, but you know, we're an elite defense. So you know, he has to go up against us. It's not us going up against him. It's him going against us. And that's a really good mentality to have." Um, for for this team but i, I, I think, think yeah i was gonna say i just just be uh, careful you're playing with fire there but yeah i, I like yeah. it's true it, he is playing with they are playing with fire you gotta say you got that uh uh jason kelsey uh you know mantra with him you know he was going crazy there in buffalo jumping out of the stands or jumping out of the suite into the stands shirt off chugging beers just being that guy um so he'll probably be doing the same kind of thing there in baltimore but i think I, i'm gonna go with the chiefs i think they're gonna go they're gonna they're on a very good run right now um i think that uh patrick mahomes is just gonna trump uh lamar jackson and uh i, I it just feels like that time for for the for the ravens they're they're so high up there they're they're ready to cross that, and uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be the one to go in there and be like, nope, never mind, you're not that guy. I'm that guy. So that's what I think. Can't argue with that. On all honesty, all right. Well, we'll move into uh, my unfortunate loss this weekend: Bucks Lions, and we can also talk about how Canales just took the Carolina Panthers job. Uh, and he is not the OC anymore for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game was this game was probably the probably one of the most interested I had been in a Bucks game in a in a while. Like I'd obviously separate the Tom Brady Bucks years. This was one of my favorite teams to watch, and this week was one of my favorite games to watch because I almost felt like we had a better shot of beating the Lions than we did the Eagles when it was leading up to the game. Uh, despite everything that was going on with the Eagles. So 
I remember just watch, watching this with bated breath, and I was there were some things that disappointed me and other things that made me proud. I'll start with the things that made me proud first. We'll start it off on a positive note. I truly do believe that this team behind Baker Mayfield is in contention for the NFC South next year again. Um, obviously, now we got through the tough year that was our cap situation. I believe we had like $80 million over the cap or something like some ridiculously absurd number like that. Just couldn't make any moves, but we were able to get through it. And then also just Dave Canellis, I think it shows since now that he's going to the Panthers, which I think is a great hire for the Panthers. I thought it was a year early. I didn't think that he was going to be higher, but I think it's a great hire. Um, but I think shows that we can bring in good coaching and talent to help Todd Bowles. We have a defensive head coach. And I think for the most part, you need an offensive mind that's cutting edge, that's younger, that knows the game. Um, and it's recent changes that have been coming up through the ranks, you know, perhaps dealing with scouting. So I think that that gives me faith that we're going to get somebody else uh, because he was with the Seahawks for a very long time, just as uh, the new Panthers GM was. And that's how they know each other. Um, so if we can bring him in house, you know, we don't have to just like raise him from nothing. Then I think that that's actually a good sign and that we're going to get somebody to run the office next year. And it'll be a lot better. I just hope it's similar to what Baker has been doing because that'll be another playbook. And he's learned plenty of playbooks in his career. Now for the disappointing parts, um, mainly pertaining to the specifics of the game against the Lions. We blitzed only 10 times. I thought that that was almost preposterous. I didn't understand why we did that. We got after Jalen Hurts, and that was a big deal, a big thing. You know, he was running quarterback, so there was a little bit of a risk if he kind of got out of, you know, made a guy get out of his lane um, last week, Jalen Hurts. He, that would have been a house call almost. Uh, and Jared Goff just doesn't have that mobility, so I didn't understand why we didn't get after him. You know what I mean? Like, there was a risk-reward for Jalen Hurts, but sacks are great, too. Sacks are a great reward. And Jared Goff, you know, has had a fumbling issue in the past, so I didn't understand why we didn't send the heat, send a ton of guys back, especially since if you just let Jared Goff sit there, he'll dice you up. And at this point in in 2024, NFL defenses cannot stop great NFL offenses. You know, it's definitely like a good defense – or good offense beats bad defense saying in the NBA. I think that's really starting to ring true in the NFL, especially during like two, two minute drills and stuff like that. Um, but from an outsider point of view, um, the lions led for the entire time. What did you think of that game? It was a very exciting game. Uh, I remember I was watching it and, you know, I felt like the bucks were hanging in there with, with the lions for a bit, uh, all the way up until the fourth quarter, man, they were going every time that, uh, the lions would score a touchdown or kick a field goal. Um, you know, the Bucks would come right back and they would do the same thing. Baker had himself a very a very nice day, I would say. Uh, 350 yards, three touchdowns. The two interceptions are not ideal, but, you know, those are going to happen. When you're that type of quarterback, you know, he's a little bit of a gunslinger. He'll he'll sling it from here to here and there. Uh, Mike Evans, he had himself a nice game. Uh, I don't know if he had any, like, crazy drops, but, I mean, he had eight catches, 147 yards, and a, and a late touchdown. Um so what I think is this is this is really good to see the fact that they were in a divisional game for the majority of it and their offense had a great day, I would say overall. The they didn't score as many points as they probably should have. Um, you know, they weren't really running the ball all that well, but I think that this is a good sign for them for next year. Uh Baker looks happy and comfortable uh in Tampa. 
hopefully y'all can get Mike Evans back. I think that that would be huge. And I fully agree. Um, if, you know, Atlanta doesn't get themselves a different quarterback, uh, I don't have really any faith in Derek Carr at all and the Saints. And then the Panthers are the Panthers, man. Like, they're not going to turn it around after what happened this year. They're still going to have a, a rough year next year. So I totally can see the Bucks winning this division again next year, 100%, based on what they did this year. So, uh, you know, I, I think you should have high hopes there in, in Tampa. Uh, this year, I think, also exceeded expectations, like I said, with the um, with the Texans. I don't think anyone expected this uh, getting into the divisional round. So I think you all should be very uh, happy and proud and excited for what's going to come uh, next year. But as for the Lions, this team is legit, man. I really, really enjoy them. Uh, they're the team that I'm probably going to be rooting for uh, the rest of the way. Um, I guess that kind of gives away my my pick for who's going to huh. win between them and the 49ers. But, uh, yeah, I really like Gibbs and Montgomery. Uh, that tandem back there for them is, is pretty lethal, I would say, because they're two different styles. Montgomery is the hard-nosed, like, down and dirty, uh, you know, hard runner and gives us that elusive uh you know back that's just got the hella speed and he's just gonna blow by you and he's gonna score touchdowns plenty um and then i really like their wide receivers i think amon Ra is solid um and then i think their number two is like josh reynolds ish which isn't great but it's not terrible him and uh, Goff have a great connection, I would say. So that's very important. Uh, and then, I mean, I guess our number two really would be Laporta. He's been fantastic the entire season. So, uh, and I don't see that stopping against the 49ers uh, this week. So I really like this this Lions team. If they can kind of just shore it up on defense a little bit and not give up as many points, uh I think that they'll be in a good position. I think this week they're going to definitely need to stop the run with Christian McCaffrey. I think they can get away with letting the wide receivers. Um, uh, I, they just need to focus on the run and focus on Christian McCaffrey because I think that they can do enough to stop Brock Purdy and the rest of the wide receivers there um, in San Francisco. So I guess that kind of gives away what I was going to do for later, but we'll still honestly, talk about it. Honestly, that's fine. I'm okay with making the picks right now. Um, I'm picking the Ravens to beat the Chiefs. Um, and I'm picking the Niners to beat the Lions, and I'll explain why. I think that Aiden Hutchinson could have a really good game. I know Wirfs is dealing with an injury, I believe, and obviously Debo Samuel could potentially be out. I think Richardson or excuse me, Hutchinson would have to get after Brock Purdy so much um that it might be too much. But I still think Aiden Hutchinson's going to make his presence felt. It just might not be enough. He might need that 11 to 12, 13 level game rather than his usual 9 out of 10s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as just the 49ers offense goes, I really do think that they need Debo Samuel to put up a ton of points just to help Brock Purdy. Because the one thing you want to take advantage of um, is the Lions secondary. And to not be able to do that or not be able to truly do that uh, would really hurt uh, the 49ers' offense, in my opinion. Brandon Ayuk is a great downfield target. You know what I mean? 
And mm-hmm. Debo Samuel, great run after the catch. And George Kittle, they got so many weapons. And this Lions defensive backfield is just not that great. But for the most part, they will be able to benefit if Debo Samuel won't be able to go. Because then they'll be able to kind of reallocate everybody. And I think that that's like a big a big factor. But um, I'm under the impression that they will play. And I'm taking the Niners. But that's- I think that this could be close too. And I think that the Lions could cover again. So, I mean, I guess we could move into the Packers and the San Francisco game. I mean, I don't know how this game was so close. Uh, the Packers, I said that they were going to be prepared regardless, uh, and they definitely were. They had a shot at winning the game. Uh, they they were they were super, very, very close. Um, but, I, I, like, looking at these numbers, um, I mean, and the names, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey as a wide receiver, uh, Debo, he was hurt. I mean, these names, man, like those are guys that put up numbers and they produce. I just, I don't understand why, how they're only getting 24 points against the Packers when they really, the Packers, they weren't that fantastic of a defense the entire year. Um, and then the San Francisco defense, I think is one of the best in the NFL. So, you know, the lions do have a tall task ahead of them, but I do think that they are, uh, going to be able to overcome it. And also, I know why you're picking both the Niners and the Ravens. It's because the logo, man, the logo, you're going with that. Yeah, this Do is something think- I, I saw this the other day. Like, I was like, I had no idea that this was like actually building steam. But there are people who believe this. I, I don't believe it. The, the, sports is not scripted, man. Like, I don't understand how. Like, I don't get why. Um, Isn't it? It's being held in Vegas this year, right? Mm-hmm. Like what made them pick like purple and like red reddish as their colors? Like what what does Vegas have to do with those colors? I, I don't get that. Well, Vegas is pretty co- colorful, I guess. I don't know. I have I have no idea what those colors might have anything to do with Vegas. Um, I I just think that well, I'll say this: if Demar Hamlin had a house call on that on that Bills fake punt, that would have been scripted. That would have been too good to be true. If he yeah. had went down and scored a touchdown or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving back to like the Packers and Niners, yeah, I don't know why that game was so close. I had a I had a gut feeling that it could be Jordan Love. Um, did not take care of the football as well as he should have. Um, last week, and he ended up throwing two picks. Um, after having just such a great touchdown interception ratio for the last what half of the year, something absurd. And Dre Greenlaw actually picked him off both times and he hadn't had an interception the entire season. So I thought that that was interesting. You know, sometimes big time players make big time plays in big time games. And he certainly did. So I can't really say that I'm, I mean, I'm on the Jordan Love bandwagon, but I also got to say, like, I got to respect this 49ers defense. You know, they, they're going to get it done no matter what. If they're healthy and if Brock Purdy's playing decently well, this 49ers team will beat you. I think it's just plain and simple as that. It, it can be plain and simple as that. But when you look at our picks, you got the Ravens and you got the 49ers. I got the Chiefs and the Lions. That would be a rematch of the week one game. The, the opening game of the season, which would be very, very interesting. That's another storyline that could be uh, something that develops. So lots of football still left to play, lots of things to be decided, um, and I'm very much looking forward to it. But now it is time for us to move into the NBA. Uh, what's been going on? You, you, got, you got some uh, 
some news and notes coming out of the NBA? Yeah, this has been a pretty wild week for the NBA. Uh, I know you know more about the Kyle Lowry trade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll leave you to say something about that, but I'll circle back to it in a second. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks fired their head coach, and now their head coach is Doc Rivers. I would say, first of all, congratulations on the second round exit in Milwaukee. Uh, this was my championship team. This is my finals team. And I think I'm just disappointed just because – it seemed like neither the neither of the stars were divas, Giannis or Damian Lillard, and it just kind of ended that way. Where this looks like a player firing, where the players just weren't enjoying his coaching style, or they didn't trust him anymore, or his voice got stale really quickly. It's one of those things, but they decided to bring in Doc Rivers, and I think there's a level of comfortability with that. But I would say for the most part. I cannot believe that they made this move. I'm so shocked. I believe they were 30 and 13 at the near the top of the East, maybe at the top. And I just don't see it. I haven't seen or, or heard of a coach with this good of a record get fired so soon. You know, we're not even to the all-star break. Um, so I'm, I am very, very, very surprised with that. Yeah. I don't know what, wait, what was the reason? Was there a reason? I think that there was like some players that were, not comfortable with the way that he coached. I think that that's what it was, but I don't think that there was any legal troubles or anything like that. I think it was just simply like, man, he just really didn't get along with too many of the players. That's crazy. I mean, sitting at 31 and 13, uh, number two in the uh, Eastern conference, that's, that's wild to me. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, congrats on the second round exit. You're right. Doc rivers. I don't th- like, how does doc rivers just get, handed that job he just get that just got handed to him it's like oh we need someone you you know what you're doing wasn't he on tv yeah he was on tv i don't know why doc rivers keeps getting these jobs if i'm being completely honest because he just gets bounced early Uh in the playoffs and it gets super frustrating i mean i can't imagine being a uh, a fan of one of these teams that he's coaching because it just seems like he just doesn't exactly elevate the level of play he just makes sure that yeah sure this team is going to be there in the second round they're not going to lose in the first round but dang, he doesn't really like elevate them into like championship contenders, in my opinion. It's just not like that anymore. He did it when he was on the Celtics, but man, those Clippers teams were always meh. I never really cared for him on the on the Sixers, and here we go again. We're in the box. Yep. And I just I, don't know if I see it. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. I mean, if you know the team didn't like who their head coach was. Uh, before and they're sitting at this record. I mean, when you have Giannis and Dame, like you know, you're gonna win games regardless of who your coaches. They don't. They don't even have to coach. They just say, okay, yeah, you go on the court. You go on the court. You guys sit for about five minutes. Then you come back onto the court, and then you're we're gonna win games because it's just that easy. You know, when you have those two types of players. So, who knows what's going on there? But uh, I, it'll be interesting to see. Uh. I'll talk about the Terry Rozier trade, though. That was a trade that needed to happen for the Heat. Uh, Kyle Lowry just has not been cutting it at all. Like, he has these games, you know, where he'll uh, pop off a little bit and uh, he'll take control. But overall, he's really just been a negative asset, I think, to the team overall. And uh, Terry Rozier, I think he will be a very good asset for the Heat. Uh, The Heat are on a four-game losing streak right now. They've kind of been... Uh, struggling a bit but um, I think he'll be a good piece off the bench he'll get plenty of minutes he already played uh, yesterday uh, and scored or he only scored nine points 
in uh, about 29 minutes of play, uh, which isn't that good. But he hasn't gotten into the scheme yet. Like, he needs a little bit longer. I'll give him about a week for it. Um, so I think this is a very good trade for the Heat. Um, I think the Hornets are going to end up trading or doing a buyout with Kyle Lowry, and he's going to end up going to a contender of some sort uh, to win a ring. So, you know, thank you, Kyle Lowry, for your services. But, you know, it just wasn't uh, anything too crazy or what we would have really wanted. Yeah, Kyle Lowry never really did, like, find his footing completely with the Nuggets. So that's – or, excuse me, with the Heat. So that's kind of disappointing. But he did have, like, some good moments against the Nuggets um, in the playoffs or in the the finals. So there's that. You know, that'll be kind of maybe the extent of his – uh, career with them and then he I thought I believe he had some good games in the conference finals right against the Celtics yeah he did he yeah had a couple like of them in there. He, he had just a couple of them um yeah. I think I think that this trade is really good for the Heat though um they Terry Rozier came off the bench last night and he was a part of the Miami Heat team that did lose to the undermanned Memphis Grizzlies but Josh Richardson started a point guard for them last night um they don't have a ball handler outside of or they didn't really like a lead ball handler that wasn't that was a true point guard um outside of Kyle Lowry but and they shipped him off and in my opinion they upgraded and i think that that's really big for them you know it doesn't have to be all about Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero they needed offensive firepower they needed somebody else who could create their own shot make something happen do some playmaking and they found it and i think that that's a really good sign now just sucks that they lost against the memphis grizzlies but i think now they're going to really start to pick it up before they get to the all-star break and i think that this team is so much better for it in, in all honesty i think now i'm starting to think second round for the heat you know potentially even further again you know cuz it's just tough to gauge them whenever like jimmy doesn't really care about the regular season but yeah um, this team looks like it could be primed for another run. I, that's how much I do like this trade. It could be like, you know, how the Chiefs are kind of an autopilot. I'm not going to compare the Chiefs and the Miami Heat, but, um, you know, it could just be like, you know, how they're kind of autopilot the regular season. They're a lower seed. Uh, the Heat, they were last year too. They were the eighth seed. They barely got in and they made, made it to the, to the finals and everything. So it's just that Heat culture. I think Terry Rogier also fits the Heat culture very very well so i'm not worried of how it's going to go i think it's going to go well uh again i think it's a great trade for the heat it's great offensive firepower off the bench so i I think overall uh it'll be uh beneficial and hopefully the heat can make themselves a good little run uh but yeah now (laughs) excuse me still working on getting over this thing man uh we'll move into our shout outs i'll start it off with our own school with the UCF Knights. Uh, what was it? A couple weeks ago? Uh, they, they took down number three, Kansas. Uh, that was a huge moment for our school, I think. Uh, I was not at the game, but I was watching it. Um, and I actually do production for some of the games. I wasn't there for that game. That would have been awesome. But, uh, you know, they were able to take down Kansas. And they've been handling themselves pretty well, I think, uh, moving into the Big 12. They're currently sitting at 12-6. and six. Uh, I think, what does it say? Seventh. Yeah. Seventh in the big 12. So still got some work to do, but you know, so far against big 12 opponents, I think they're one, two, three. I think they're three and three uh, with their losses being to Kansas state BYU, which came after the Kansas win uh, and against number five, Houston uh, on the road. 
but they have taken down Kansas, Texas, and West Virginia. I think West Virginia was last night or the night before. So really good by Johnny Dawkins and this entire UCF roster. They have, I think, exceeded expectations as well. They've played some really good basketball here uh, to start the season. I think they definitely do have a uh, March Madness type Cinderella 15-16 seed in them. Uh, We'll see what happens with that, but it would be very exciting, I think, because football has definitely kind of gone down in the last couple of years, at least ever since we've been here. Um, So it would be kind of cool to see, uh, you know, the basketball team go on some kind of cool little run in uh, the big tournament. No, absolutely. I mean, it's our first year in the Big 12, and I don't really know if you could ask for too much more. And we had a great storming the court moment. Uh, and I think that that is something that shows a lot of the recruits that, hey, we're also investing in our basketball team because we joined the Big 12, and that's the best conference in the country. Uh, I believe the stat is that there are 12 Big 12 teams in the top 14 strength of schedule for the nation. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable, and I believe we're seventh among those teams. So uh, we'll get a lot of respect, I think, from the selection committee and every- and everybody that decides the at-large uh, bids for um, March Madness, and there's definitely a path for us to make it, but we'll have to continue our winning ways. But my shout-out was going to be Dave Canellis. Um, I gave him a shout-out last week, I believe, or a couple weeks ago, said that he could be a coach uh, not this year but next year, and he is recently now with the Carolina Panthers. He just signed with them today, as I mentioned earlier. That is unbelievable. Um, I think that that's one of the – most cut more cutting edge hires is definitely he knew the GM from all of his years in Seattle. He put in a lot of work in Seattle, definitely paid his dues before he got this um, offensive coordinator job uh, this past off season. Um, and I think that this could be a great thing for Bryce Young. And I really like Dave Canales because he brought out a lot um, in Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm a little skeptical just because I'm like holding my breath. Like this guy is really young, doesn't have a ton of experience. And that was his first OC job. So we'll see how he does in an organization like the Panthers that needs stability, but proud, proud of him. Sad to see him go. Cause it would have really been nice to run next year back with Dick Knowles. Yeah, for sure. And he's also going to be in a familiar, you know, division. He's been with the bucks so now he just moves over to another team he knows the division it could be a good thing who knows we'll see what happens with the panthers um but you know i this definitely should be a good thing for uh bryce young for sure no absolutely but that'll be it for us today this has been the triggers podcast i'm patrick Previty. that's mason big there we will be back again probably reviewing uh the mc championship game looking ahead to the super bowl and talking a bit about the coaching carousel that's been changing that we didn't get to today but for now We'll see you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.